0: Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Markets. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we know it's important to stay ahead of inflation. We think about where interest rates are going and what this means for markets. Pipeline companies may offer inflation protection through the energy transition. We identify other sectors with the ability to maintain their margins when prices are rising. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I exposed incoherent progressive Democrat energy policies. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking in the Biden administration? No, we would, we would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you, we're gonna no. end fossil fuel. No more, no new fracking. I gradually move away from fracking. And I think it's critically important on day one that we end any fossil fuel leases on public land. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. Those are clips of President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris during the election, reminding everyone that they're against oil and gas and the companies in that industry. Now, Biden later figured that being against fracking would lose him the election. So he backed off that one, but there can be little doubt that the Democrat Party is hostile to the industry that provides America's energy. We have got to move away from fossil fuel. We have got to end fracking. I urge a no vote on this amendment. That's Senator Bernie Sanders. He's chairman of the Senate Budget Committee. So he's a big driver of the trillions of inflationary fiscal stimulus that's pushing up prices and obviously in a powerful position to influence how the federal government spends money on a whole range of issues, including energy. But well, what do you do if executives knew that the product they were producing was destroying the planet and they continue to do it? Do you think that that might be subject to criminal charges? I don't know. Oh! I'm not running for president. <laughs> um, well, I think it's something we should look at. Now, U.S. energy companies began cutting their spending on new production in 2018 in response to poor returns on invested capital. But if you're an energy executive, it's hard to ignore when a senior government official is on record as saying that perhaps you should be prosecuted for legally producing a product in high demand. Growth capex in the energy industry is staying low because the government's attitude towards that industry is clear. Meanwhile, oil and gas prices have gone up because of the rebound from last year's brief sharp COVID recession, because of all the fiscal stimulus Bernie Sanders and the others approved, and because energy companies are not rushing to increase investments in new production. That should be what Democrat political leaders want. High crude oil should be causing market forces to make electric vehicles more attractive. High natural gas prices should be getting households to demand more windmills and solar panels. The Democrats should be claiming high energy prices as a victory. It's the vindication of their policy of hostility to the energy sector. All we hear is that renewables are now cheaper than fossil fuels. So their strategy has been successful. Except it turns out that Democrats now realize there is less public support for this demonizing of the energy sector than they thought. People just want to get from A to B. They want reliable power at a fair price. As we all know, in the last few months, the White House has lobbied OPEC to increase production. We are continuing to press um, through uh, member countries, member countries of OPEC, even as we are not a member, uh, to address the supply issue uh, and work to address it here as well. And has more recently started asking U.S. energy companies to produce more. When it comes to U.S. energy policy, Democrat political leaders are clueless. They really haven't done any hard thinking about how to guide the energy transition. Their energy strategy has been no more sophisticated than to try and foment hatred for the industry that makes it possible for us to move around, stay warm or cool, communicate and manufacture. Democrats ignore the unreliability of solar and wind, which depend on the weather and cloud cover. Democrats overlook the history of past energy transitions, which took decades to play out. If we let them, Democrat policies will take us where Europe is. And if you want to see a set of dumb energy policies in action go no further than liquefied natural gas prices, which because of European demand have been driven up to $35 per million BTUs or more compared with U.S. natural gas at under $6. German households were paying three times the U.S. for electricity a year ago, partly because of their reliance on windmills. They've been shutting down nuclear plants, which makes them even more dependent on opportunistic renewables, opportunistic because you can never be sure they'll produce. Wholesale electricity prices in Germany are 10 times higher than a year ago. Germany's energy policy is a great example of what we should avoid. There are examples closer to home. New England won't allow new natural gas pipelines into the region. So they import liquefied natural gas, the only part of America that does so. So this winter, they'll be paying $30 or more per million BTUs, five times more than they would if they permitted natural gas pipeline access. New York City has banned natural gas hookups on new buildings. So in a few years, tenants in those buildings will have to cook on electric stoves instead of natural gas. Really? This is necessary to combat global warming? Do these people ever look at what's happening elsewhere? China burns half the world's coal and plans to keep increasing emissions through at least 2030. They want to raise living standards more than they care about reducing CO2 emissions. We're not trying that hard to change China's policy. In fact, the most productive thing we're doing is increasing our sales of LNG to them, which will in turn allow China to burn less coal. Incidentally, that natural gas is produced via fracking. California is a leader in renewables and has some of America's most expensive and least reliable electricity. We're now seeing more and more examples of what happens when you let progressive Democrat thinking run energy policy. And it's not a pretty sight. I don't think there's an example of a place that's gone heavily into renewables while delivering reliable, cheap power. Along with the thousands of new jobs they always promise. So here's what's needed. Tell the truth. The energy transition will be expensive, and it might even be worth the cost. Energy is still relatively cheap in America. Tell the American people it needs to go up in price. Pursue thoughtful policies. Explain why we should embrace nuclear. Improve the economic incentives for capturing the CO2 that reliable energy emits so we can keep using what works embrace natural gas as a cleaner substitute for coal show some pride in america's energy sector explain why we should be reducing emissions when emerging economies are given a free pass to keep increasing theirs why is it okay for our reductions to be more than used up by other countries Politicians communicate with soundbites. That's how society absorbs their message nowadays. But what we've learned is that there's no hard thinking behind Democrats' soundbites on energy policy. Until there is, they're not fit to be in charge of it. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Markets. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and follow us on Twitter, at Simon Lack.